You want to do an introduction? No, sleep on us, man. Where's my snare? <laughs> Boss, I have no snare in my headphones. Okay, we're good. Okay. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Three Way Podcast. Uh, so, just wanted to give everybody a heads up. So, we are all on uh, all major platforms. Please subscribe, like. <laughs> It sounds we, desperate when you say please. <laughs> well, whatever you guys feel like. So doing. just to skip through that, we're basically on all major platforms. Uh, again, welcome to the Three Way Podcast, and we have a very special guest today, Sipan Nazarian. He is an architect and a development contractor. But let's let him explain himself. So Sipan, welcome, going? Thank going, you for guys. Us. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we have a development company specializing in like commercial construction. Uh, we're a design build companies. That's what our actual like uh, title, is. title is. So most of the projects that we do, we actually design them ourselves, get the permits for them, and then we build them. Even though we'll do just design and just build, but a majority of our projects are design build. Okay. So do you actually, of course you went to architect school, but do you consider yourself ar- architect or do you have like so many different titles? Um, you go to architecture school to technically you have to go become a licensed architect. I'm in the process of taking all those tests, okay. but you're allowed to design do certain amount without the license. Okay. So, but it's like an accountant, you know, you can't be an accountant until you, you can't be a CPA until you take the test. Yeah. The architecture school is a hell of a process. So that's a professional degree. It's one up from a bachelor's one down from a master's. So most people, they're not licensed architects. Okay. But in, in sorry to cut you off, but you call you're an architect, yeah. you're a designer. So, uh, but our in terms of our construction company, yeah, it's a licensed company. We do, like I said, design build everything. So. Yeah, because like I I feel like uh, like you said, because you have ultimately it's good to have the license, but ultimately the city gives you the permit, so they do have to approve what you design. Yeah, well, you're working with consultants, so a lot of the times they'll be like, uh, you need an architect's license or a civil engineer or engineer. We have engineers that are working with us, so. Nice. Here's the thing, like, and basically what people are paying you for is your ideas, you know, so you design and then when you get to the technical aspect of it, it's the engineers get involved and do the structural and then the mechanical and the plumbing and depending on the project, like, I mean, you can design your own house and submit it to the city if you want it to. On a residential, you don't need an architect. You so can build it yourself too. You gen- can do a buy owner permit and okay. build your own house. Generally yeah. speaking, like, is it more difficult to... uh Go to the city for LA County or like Glendale, the different cities. It doesn't it vary. It depends, man. It depends. Like smaller cities are they're a little bit better. Like people have this places like Glendale, for example, because okay. they have a design review board. Every city has their own requirements, so every city's different. But once you build a relationship with those people and you do enough projects, they get to know you. It's easier because they know your quality of work, your level of work, so sure. they're not so skeptical. But LA, the bad thing is it's huge. It's a big city. Yeah. So you'll you'll something simple that'll take like a day to get done in Glendale might take you three months to get done in LA, wow. depending. So LA is actually the harder one. Like you would think just Glendale. for time wise, yeah, uh, time wise and the process. And every year codes get more strict. Uh, size making now they have green codes they implement. So for example, you got to collect your rainwater in your house and filter it into the ground because they don't want it going directly to the street. It's good for the environment, environment yeah, but yeah. it just it just adds to the layers. It's always getting more difficult. Wow. Fifty years ago, you can take a drawing by hand a sketch and get permits at the city to build a house now it's yeah, not even close you Professionally, every, so every year it's out. getting more and more strict more and more like uh, seismic requirements for earthquakes so what wow. like a, what used to be okay like a 4 by 12 beam 20 years ago now that same beam to pass has to be like a 6 by 5 16 or, wow. or a metal it's steel a lot beam more or serious. something yeah. yeah that's crazy it's though. typical though everything's you know what i mean everything gets like that more restrictions sure damn so uh like you said uh 
architecture school, you have to be a creative person. It's not just like right off the bat, you can choose it. You have so many ideas. You ultimately present and pitch to the client of, oh, this is your blueprint. And they make changes uh, upon their decision. All the time. <laughs> so how did you decide this career path? Well, my dad was always into the design. He was always sure. a, a designer. So I kind of got it from him. And then he also got into construction. But really, when I got out of college, I wasn't 100% sure I was going to be an architect. I just got in, started taking some classes. But I've always had design in me, doing drawings and just creating. It's more creating. And architecture, the thing is, it's like, the, it's like a marriage of science and art. Sure. So if you're an artist and you're just painting, there's really no limits. You can do whatever you want. And then like the science aspect of it, which is like the structural part of it, the structural engineers, they're a bit more square. They have to follow these rules. <laughs> so architects are, we're just pushing the boundaries. Like, hey, you know, yeah, you, he's like, you need a post here. No, we don't. Let's let's try to figure out a way that we can get rid of that post or something. So it's like a marriage of both. Okay. So you have to have rules to follow, like building codes and structural codes. But then that creative side is always trying to push it. And you'll see that buildings are getting taller all the time. Oh, yeah. They're doing like crazier forms. And that goes hand in hand with technology too. They have computer programs that are able to like you can 3D model a building, and then and then it's 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 crazy. It's like the best career to have, and the best part about it is like people don't have to hire an architect. You usually hire them because you you want to. Yeah. It's not like a lawyer where like oh you're in some crap and you need you need, you need help. You know that's why our profession. That's why people like us. It's one of the, actually the most respected and liked professions because you're designing things that people are going to live in and usually they're coming to you for your ideas yeah and they're willingly paying you for those ideas so it's a better relationship nice and i don't know I like, it's a rewarding job in that sense and definitely sipan's like, a longtime friend of ours and i i remember when you were going to school like you, we would see you in like events and birthday hell, parties you were sleeping, sleeping bro. like you like, really okay so school was this that you you start architecture school and the first thing they tell you is we're going to give you more work than you can finish but you have to finish so and it was true. So they give you all these like requirements to do, and then within the first month of architecture school, I'd say like thirty percent of the people dropped out. Wow! Because so the they were colors like, look to your right, look to your left. Two of the people, of two of you, three won't be here at the end, and, wow. and it's really like that. There's people that have passed out. There's kids that have died in architecture school. It's no joke. There was two cases. I think one of them was in USC, if I'm not mistaken. Just what like exha well, exhaustion? Or? It's coffee, Red Bull, no sleep, and then your body just takes. You know, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I'm not saying it's you don't have to do it, but the work they give you, if you take it serious, you have to live there. So I had a little fold-out bed. I would sit there work, and then when you get tired, you'd fold it out, you'd sleep, and you had a little fridge there, you'd eat. So you'd spend three, four days doing. We call them all nighters. Wow. And that would be towards the like end of the project. Or this during was the at the times. college. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They actually in our school they had a meeting with all the heads of the departments, saying, okay, this is getting serious, like because architecture students were going to like their other classes and just passing out or weren't showing up. And wow. they're like, you guys are torturing these kids. And we turned around and said, F you guys, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> so yeah, they had a real serious meeting saying, you got to take it easy on these students. But this was during when you went to, when I was going oh, there, yeah, Wood, I was went to Woodbury university and they had a serious talk. We're like, no one's making us do it. You get into it, man, because you can design a building for the rest of your life. So until crazy. someone tells you stop, you can always try to make it perfect. But you get engulfed in it. But man, it was torture, man. I'm I remember pretty, seeing you, yeah. just seeing you. I wouldn't like, come even, to any events. Like yeah, I, I'd man. come and I, everyone thought like, oh, I could, I sleep a lot. I don't sleep a lot. You I didn't just, get enough sleep. I can sleep at any given time. My body shuts down. So <laughs> I've been at parties, at clubs, or yeah. I've been up for three days and I just come there and just fall asleep. But well, how hell. long How long did it take you to actually finish your the school? The architecture program was a five-year program. That's why it's a professional degree. Yeah. School to school, it's different. 
Um, I did two years of community college to get like the you know general, the minor general stuff, classes huh? out yeah. of the way so you can focus on architecture when you go there. And then I finished the five-year program in four by doing summer like study abroad in China. So and Germany. technically, you were nice. like what six years of school? Man. Six years of school, yeah. Shit. Wow. That's, so I'm. Sh- how was that experience like studying abroad and like the best the best experience? I I mean I'm saying it was hell. It was hell, but you'll never get work. those days back, man. It was it was a unique experience, unlike any because architecture school. The cool thing about it is you have a studio. It's your own little space. Like you're you're in a big studio space, and everyone has their desks right there. So you have your own space. You actually pay for that. Wow. It's like a little, let's say, 10 square foot area. Yeah. It's yours. And all the classes are like that. So you can choose to work at studio or work at home. The, the most successful students were the ones that are studio because you're bouncing ideas off of each other. Oh, and sometimes you get sure. so stressed out. You're like, there's no way I'm going to finish. But in, help. in your school, like you would work on actual projects, like designing, like let's say a, it's a all house. Conceptual. Or... Yeah, they'll give you different. Every every year you have a different. You start off, you know, the basics. Yeah. And then they'll they'll do like a, they'll design a museum or design whatever they'll give you a topic yeah and then they'll throw curveballs at you in the middle of it they'll be like oh by the way you have to have this component of it too and you got to find how to fix you got to make it work yeah you got to make it work and then the, the, the accumulation of all that is your degree project at the end where you kind of get to choose your instructor and every instructor has a theme so like mine was like a consulate or like an embassy wow oh, so i picked that instructor and then you spend an entire semester developing that idea and then you present it at the end as your project. But that one, they don't baby you. You kind of just got to do it yourself and present your project. And that's your degree project. Damn, that's, that's, that's pretty major. That's man. incredible. Like, uh, I actually worked with, well, you know Sasha. I worked with her uh, for her film thesis uh, and the, yeah. the master's program. But uh, one thing I remember is they actually made you deal with SAG, like an actual union contract. So was it the same for you? Did you actually present the uh, No, ours isn't the like same? that. You have critiques. Okay. And oh man, the architecture critiques, I got to tell you about those. I've seen grown men cry. Like they'll, these instructors get together and architects, is another cool thing about architecture school is like you're supposed to drink and be like a, like you know what I mean? Like we would get drunk <laughs> like with our artist, teachers all like the time. Yeah, we get drunk with our teachers all the time. Like we'd go partying with them. Wow. It's just the way it is. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, it's more than a career. It's you really have to be. It's passionate. a it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. it's a lifestyle because you're always there's no shut off point. You'll be sitting there at like a an, an event. You'll think of something. You're like, oh, you start sketching it out. I do, do it all you the do time. That? I, was say, do I you, have a yeah? sketchbook by my bed. Like sometimes I'll wake up and, and think I used to do that maybe. during architecture school. I had a sketchbook by my bed. So like in the middle of the night, because you're you're thinking about the damn thing so much, it's just embedded in your brain. You get up, you're like, okay, I'm gonna draw it, design it like this. And That's crazy. Man. It's fun. It, everything. Typically, it starts off as a sketch, like all that's incredible. All buildings that we take and then classes you'll probably for put it into like your programs and then design it. And then there. it gets more serious. Yeah, you take that sketch and then that's it becomes a building. Yeah, it's, crazy. Your base it's an idea that goes on it. to a little sketch that goes into the computer, gets submitted to the city, and then it gets built. And then you you're like a kid playing with Legos, but like it's real life. That's, that's incredible. But the, see, the, it, I feel like it's really fulfilling because like you're you're what you're creating is not like let's say a temporary thing. It's a Legit, either building or or a house or like. And people experience it, man. It's not just one. It's you. You design like a. For example, we do a lot of restaurants. Yeah. You design a restaurant, and it's experienced by hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, on a daily basis. That's so, crazy. the beautiful beauty of it is, it's there most likely longer than you. So you can take your grandchildren and say, yeah, I designed and built that. No, but, but you, it's, it's like you're leaving a legacy, yeah, literally. It's, it's literally you're leaving your footprint, like you're building footprint everywhere yeah. you go. And well, let me ask you a question. So what type of projects have you actually worked on? Like, uh, like I, I know you've done residential and commercial. So what types of jobs have you done? We focus mainly on commercial, uh, bigger commercial, like industrial, like doing a lot of express car washes. It's a little niche that we got into. Yeah. But we've also done a lot of restaurants. 
a design of a lot of restaurants. We've done like Mi Piacci in Pasadena, the Eden Burger in Glendale. Was nice, one. Nice. We, we do like the architecture part of it. The, the design. Mi Piacci, we did the build of it. There was an architect involved. Eden, for example, we did the architecture, built the roof deck, designed that, and then an interior design will come out and pick like materials and all that stuff. Our main thing is space design, how people experience the space. That's the, uh, like the flow of everything. We'll do interior yeah. too. I've done interior. I did a little caviar shop in Glendale. We've done interior work too, but my yeah. main focus is the space, like how people feel inside the space and the layout. Nice. That's more and the outside part, obviously too. But that's that's. What about like the residential aspect? Like how, I've I, done I a lot you, of residential, yeah. but I tend to stay away from it unless it's a custom residential job. Like don't from get scratch, in, get into the much. cookie cutter projects. Yeah, yeah. it's just well, one or the other. There is this one crazy one that you worked on the. The one with the bridge that's going from one house to the oh, other. Oh yeah, that's how was that, much man? all started. Basically, out of architecture school, I studied abroad in China. I was living there for about two months. We went to Ching Yun Ma's office. He's like the number one architect in China, and he was the dean of USC for a while, School of Architecture wow. for I think ten years. Wow. Went to his office. I didn't know him at the time, and I was like, man, I'm gonna come back and work for this guy. So after I graduated, my buddy Art, he went to USC. We got in contact with the dean. We're like, we want to come work for you. So a couple of weeks right out of graduation, moved to China. Over the course of like a few phases, I've lived in China for about six months. That's and the crazy. most being that one part right out of right out of college, we lived there, and China was a whole different experience. But the first day we went there, to, we went from like you know working on five to ten thousand square foot projects here in LA to three hundred thousand square foot museum in China, wow. where wow. they were making a man-made like lake. They had a lake there. They didn't like the location, so they're like, we're gonna move this lake. Yeah, wow, and I was like, you guys are man. kidding me. You guys are moving. Yeah, they're like, we're sucking the water out. We're going to backfill it and we're going to build it like a couple hundred feet over there. Wow. And that's the kind of scale. You guys actually work on the, worked on that project? Yeah, yeah, we did though. Like, day one, they just threw it at us. Like, this is what you're doing. So we did a 3D model animation. Like, we stayed up for like three days. I was like, hell no, man. This is just like school. I was, it was fun. <laughs> but it was fun because but that, it was. The crazy thing is, like, you're fresh out of school, but like, you're doing some major. That's um, that's impressive, man, for like and, being well, young. Well, they just threw it at us. So we and just you took have it. to. I, and I feel like it's so important to do that for the schools to tell like new students that this is the pressure because one it saves them money if if you know someone that's not really passionate about it is not going to put in the hours you're going to fail you're going to get in debt because it's a private school right yeah. Woodbury's, uh it's not like a publicly no, funded it, thing it's a private it's school private, yeah. so it's very urgent to do that and but you they get prepare more yeah you, you're they more pre prepared they to, prepare you yeah. at your third year you have a it's called your portfolio you present the portfolio and if you don't pass it if it's not good enough you fail so you just wasted three years of architecture school Jeez. so yeah that's they get they get wow. rid of people like that so so if you don't take it what serious, happens if uh, they start, they, they'll milk yeah. you for three years and then say okay you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but what what happens if like uh, for example um, i'm a student i failed do they give you another shot or do you have to go another If you years? fail your portfolio, you got to take a summer studio that they give you a chance to build up your projects. Because like if you have incomplete projects, you have to you present your portfolio and they, they, they scrutinize it. The teachers take it and they look at it. They grade you based on it. And you have to get like a C to pass, which is terrible. But yeah, Passing, you have to like barely pass. Yeah. And you'll, you'll get through. But it basically, if, if, if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut. And let me ask you this, like, uh, I noticed a lot of uh, schools, and of course not the private schools, but uh, in general, the professors, did your professors have hands-on experience? Were they currently active in the industry? Were, what? A lot of them did, yeah. Okay. A lot of them were practicing architects. Some of them weren't, but yeah, a lot of them were. Sure, because like, in, in certain cases, some of them are theories that basically teach off yeah. books and stuff, but 
I feel like the experience is so much greater when you have people that are still doing stuff or did something. They're crazy in the field and they're working. Yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah, we'd always talk smack about people. Like if there was a teacher that we knew hadn't worked in a while, we'd tell us <laughs> straight up, like your opinion doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you don't even do this real work. But no, there's you, Woodbury. We were lucky, man. We had a lot of good teachers, and I chose Woodbury because it was a smaller school. Sure. It was either SC or Woodbury, and SC's bigger. It's got the name, but Woodbury is way less students. So. You're one on one with the teachers. I had how many cell people did numbers. you have in your class? For SC, you can have like a like a class of like 200 people. We'd have a class of like 40. Nice. For wow, example, it's a, that's big, a difference. big difference. It's a greater man. experience. I remember I dropped off one person. It was a school in LA. I don't think it was USC, and it was a, it was a big architecture school. SciArc probably in downtown. Okay. Yeah, SciArc is like a is a really good school too, but it's more like concept based, it's oh. conceptual. Uh, Woodbury and USC are more tailored towards like. It's both conceptual but also practical. Like every day, like if you're in the field, like this is what it. Yeah, like of. we take like materials because there's different classes. You take materials classes. You have theory classes too, where it's just strictly theory. Sure. So they teach you all that stuff during that five-year period. But when when you're doing the designs or everything, do they teach you like the construction side of it too, like the aspect? Or? There's classes like that, but I'll be honest, most of architecture school they don't because no. they don't want to restrict you. They don't want you to feel like they, you don't go through like building codes too much. I see. And if you do, you don't even take those classes too seriously. You learn those on when you get to the real world. But they don't want to hold you back. Like be creative, be open-minded, and then Experience dumb it down when you have down. to sure. yeah. to meet building codes when you get there. After Man, you graduate, school is all free. How many years have you actually been doing this now? How many years I designed my first house. I took it to the Glendale Design Review Board. I think me and Art, it was my, my yeah. friend. We were the, probably the youngest guys to get a project approved by Glendale DRB. We were 18 years old. Wow. Some guys wow. like, oh, I'm trying to build a house. We designed it for him, got it approved. He ended up losing the property, so it never got built. But oh. I've been doing it for a while. But that's still impressive, man. 18 years old. Are yeah, you it was me? fun. They, they, I didn't, they weren't even sure to take us serious because... That thing is recorded. You're on it. It's a, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like li yeah, legitimately everything. Is there's people. It's it's a public hearing basically. Neighbors can come and complain, and we oh, stood there and wow. we got the damn thing approved. It was it was amazing. There's actually people sitting there. To it's say a jury yes basically of like architects, and they they it's a design review board. They review your design, and if they don't like it, they tell you to Doesn't go change matter. it and come back. Wow. If they wow. approve it, then you can go on and get building permits. So we were just standing there presenting the project. That's it was crazy. Cool. Yeah. That experience. Wow. So what was that like to get your first project approved? Like just the honestly, it was like it was amazing because we, we always design stuff. Sure. But to actually go in front of those people and do it, and it was it was scary because it's almost like a public speaking thing, and then there's all these architects. You don't know in what you're getting into or what, what to. So expect. yeah, the, the, seriously, they didn't know to take it seriously or not, but then they realized like, no, these guys are legit trying to get this thing. Nice. Yeah. Freaking nuts, man. <laughs> it was funny. But like, for, for example, like I know I've seen you create some very unique modern designs, either if it's residential or either commercial. Like, what is it? Like, what, what does it take? You just draw it out. You get like engineered. Like, how does it work? Like, for example, that uh, getting back to that that bridge that was, for example, going from the one house to the other house. Like, oh, that was, yeah, that that bridge. So when we went to China, worked for Ma. We, he's all like, okay, I'm designing a house in Pasadena. He had this old mid-century modern house, and he wanted to attach this like purple like look like a boat with like bubble windows and everything wow. so we're like we'll get you the permits we'll help you do the the permitting phase with the city so we started working on it with him he was he was the main designer but we yeah. would help him design and stuff we throw in our ideas and then we ended up building that project and it's been published in a lot of magazines that's and crazy oh wow it became I a pretty famous that. house yeah there's people driving by all the time taking pictures of it it was ma's crazy idea like all angled walls and it was our first big construction project and it was that so i was like man from here on it's got to be easy 
So <laughs> it, it, you know, it was. Even going the hard But route. that was our that, that put us that like for our construction and company and design build company that kind that of put us on, on the map. map because what have you done? And we're like, go look at this house. And that was it. That sealed the deal. No, so, that's crazy though. For a your young age to have something huge like that, that's amazing. It was a great experience too because we were like literally taking. That's why I got into design build because a lot of times architects will design something and it's a drawing on the paper and you know lines are something else. But actually working with materials like wood warps when it dries. Like yeah. Concrete, it's hard to work with. It's sure. not straight. It's not a straight line like in the computer. When you yeah. build it, things are crooked and there's nails. Oh, it's and always wrong. You got to deal never... with the, the the workers and the contractors trying to cut corners all the time. So I was like, man. The best way to make your idea become a reality the way you want it is to build it yourself. So that's why we got design into design and build. build. Yeah. It, yeah. Stephon, is it a common thing for you like to jump on another project and join forces with other architects or designers? We'll do it. You're always working in teams, but in terms of like your consultants is what they are. It's a team okay. thing. You're never doing anything alone. You'll design something by yourself and then you'll work with the engineers. Uh, we have civil engineers that deal with the grading and the slopes of the site. Sure. So it's a big process. It's a, it's a team process. And then when you get into the building phase with your subcontractors and the city comes and does inspections. So it's if you look at the big picture, like a simple house, for example, with all the people involved, including the employees and the subcontractors, the consultants, it would be like 50 to 100 people involved wow. in the project. That's a but lot, the, it all comes down to the architect. You make the calls. You have to kind of organize everybody. And you just like the You're conductor, the basically. Wow, that's incredible. So you have to be a team player regardless because this industry is like you're constantly going to work with someone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even if you're the head guy, you're calling the shots, but ultimately you still have to work yeah. with someone. Wow, yeah, that's, that's incredible, crazy, man. Though. Is there anything currently like project-wise that you're working on? Well, you said you're doing the express car washes. Yeah, we have two two big car wash projects, designing another three right now, a few houses. I'm actually building my own house, which is taking like two years. Because <laughs> you're constantly working on uh, Armenians have a saying, they're like, you know, the shoemaker's shoe always has a hole in it. That's like mine. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go there when I have time, but it's been going slow. But that house is like, it's fun, but I, I got to get it done. But you're doing that from scratch pretty much, right? Basically from scratch, yeah. We... We ended up keeping like two walls because we had to for the city in order to not upgrade everything. But we that's all I kept. Foundations are all new, the plumbing. But that one, it's like a work in progress. But it's hard to leave like your major jobs that clients are paying for. I got clients that are paying exactly. like $20,000 a month interest on a loan. You can't like leave that and go, go build your house, your house, you know, so unless yeah. you hire someone else, but it's your house, so you can't. You want to no, do it you yourself. You want to make sure everything yeah. is done correctly with the right material so nobody cuts it's corners. You become a perfectionist in a way. You're you're your own artist, so it's hard to hire someone else. You're your own else. worst enemy. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like my own worst critic. You have to be. I think in yeah. any profession, you have, have to be. Let me ask you a question. So while you're designing your house, how many times did you like, let's say, design it and then think of something else and just completely change it or my house is a small house like a 1500 square foot house or 1300 with a 500 square foot yeah. like guest house but that i drew maybe like eight or nine different designs just trying things out until you came up with your yeah sometimes i'll be honest like sometimes a house can be a lot harder to design than like a 30,000 square foot car wash because the parameters are just like set for a, a big commercial job like this is it yeah but a house it's it's tailored towards the person living in it so how you live your life like for example i don't have a big master bedroom i don't need it He's going to sleep in your house. Like like people like big master bedrooms. Yeah, so yeah, all yeah. that. That's why I really don't get into residential because you'll go crazy, man. People don't know what they want. Whereas commercial jobs, you're dealing with either developers or, or people that have been in construction before and they're trying to get this thing built to start running yeah. their business. So they're yeah. a lot more, it's a lot stricter, a lot more, a lot more cutthroat and 
penalties are a lot more if you don't deliver. Yeah. But I rather take that stress than the stress of like people changing their the mind. The husband wants one thing, forth. the wife comes and wants another thing. They call yeah. you the next day. I don't know. I, I can't do. It. <laughs> <laughs> Did you deal with that when you're like uh, designing the house, like some of the residential? Yeah, games? you have to. I mean, I mean, it's normal. There's people that that, are, that get into it, but when you're younger, you have to do things that you don't want to just build up a reputation. Yeah, no one's gonna give you a project for off the bat. But you've been doing this for like what is it, more than twelve years now? Uh, for architecture, well, architecture, like 16 now, since I was 18 wow, years old, I've been wow. doing it. Like I got my first house built when I was 20. I designed that and got that built. That's and then we on into bigger projects. But for any industry, like we've done a lot of like free work. Yeah. I was I was doing like architecture for free on a lot of the build projects so that I can get the construction part of it, but also just so I can get my designs built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you build up a reputation like that because when you're like 18, 20 years old, no one trusts you, man, with yeah. that much money. So yeah, you have to kind of build up a reputation, and then we started getting to bigger projects, and I can write a book on all the losses that I've and mistakes that I've made. <laughs> but you learn from it, and you use Maybe that. You should, the man. There's I mean, two ways, man. There's either you go work for somebody. Yeah. I've never worked for anyone in my life except like Ma's internship that summer. Yeah. I've never worked at a company or anywhere. You've I've never had it. I've always been self-employed. It's a good thing, but it's a hard way to learn. You lose. Lose a lot, man. Like our first big construction project, which was a car wash, you should make like probably three, four hundred grand on a job like that. We made like thirty, but we went into it knowing we're not gonna make anything to learn it, just so we can build it. And Experience, yeah, because no one was gonna give us. We were twenty-five years old at the time. No one's gonna give you a three million dollar construction project, car wash project to oh, design yeah, and build with no nuts, reputation. Man. So we we basically built it for free, knowing we're like we just get into it and hope we don't lose money. Yeah. And you have something to reference off, like you said, you if you're getting another car wash project or something similar, you have something to show for. So that could get you jobs. Basically. It's all a process, man. Like even what you guys are doing, it's awesome. But you're, you're not going to be like the best podcast in the beginning. You're going to make course. mistakes. No, We're going to ramble. We're going to you learn from it. It gets better. But you just have to do it. Oh, just yeah, of course. The just... main thing is doing because yeah. speaking is a thing, too, like. When we initially started this, we did it to gain a skill and experience. I don't have ultimate goals just to say off the podcast to be a millionaire and do this. But I, I'm, we're doing it for fun and we're just trying to get our stuff out there. You guys are making – I always say, man, people waste their time. Time is your most valuable commodity. At least do something that's productive and exactly. fun. Sure. It doesn't have to be making – I know a lot of – we had billionaire clients, man. They were not happy people, man. Those guys were like the poorest people in terms of like quality of life that I've ever wow. known. But then you get people that – it's not about the money, man. Yeah. Like, your greatest accomplishment in life is just being born. Like literally think about it. Like when you fertilize that egg, there was like 2 billion other sperm swimming to get to that egg. So the it. fact that you're alive, man, is a freaking gift. dude. Like the fact that you even made yeah. it there, it's, you're never going to accomplish anything greater than that. Being born <laughs> is a triumph, man. Think about it. Yeah. You're that little thing that became a human being, man. That's like an accomplishment like the, in itself. Don't waste your life. Yeah, because I feel sure. like a lot of people nowadays, they look at other people people's situation or uh materialistic things and they get upset about it. i feel like nobody takes the time to like just take a break and just enjoy life enjoy what you have well half the battle of that is because that's what we're uh, that's what we see that's what people market all these big corporations like throw this stuff that really doesn't make you happy like cars fancy cars nice clothes and stuff like that that's what you're fed so initially yeah. it, it really affects the majority of people because that's what 
out there. Consumerism, man, that's what America is. But this greatest country in the world, you have all this opportunity, but also you can get lost in like damn stupid Instagrams and Facebooks and social, social media, media stuff. Yeah. Like do something productive, man. People waste so much of their time. Like I don't respect anybody that watches like the Kardashians. I had to say it. Like don't waste <laughs> your time watching shows like that, man. There's so many more interesting things. Because themselves, do. they're geniuses. Well, like the amount of yeah, money they that the, what they're they, doing. They feed is... off the stupidity of the yeah. masses, you know. And that's exactly what they do. But most people are like that. You'll see these people that are like famous doing nothing. Yeah. But then you don't pay attention to like the people that are like they're, like there's crazy stuff happening in the world right now. They're like they're treating cancer with like robots and like using technology to diagnose diseases and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's it's unbelievable what the stuff that's going on in the world right now. You but you get caught that. up in all this BS, man. Like I'm not saying like even get into that detail of it, but do stuff like this. Spend your time on just be constructive. I guess whatever what you should do whatever makes you happy, I think personally, and then just take it from there. But just be I don't know, useful with your time. I feel like if you can do something that's like productive for you, that can potentially even make you money. If it does, it doesn't. But it's yeah. rewarding that sense and it can help other people too, then that's like the ultimate. But if you're just sitting there wasting your life away on the couch watching like Oh yeah, waiting for people to knock on your door. Stupid TV shows, Reality you know. TV. I mean do it, that's what you want, but man, you're wasting a gift. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like you, as a, you're the one of the best examples from 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 our closer friends because you've really committed. Like you've straight out of high school, you went to your college. Uh, from there, you went straight to work. Like you've really put in the work, man. Oh, yeah, like, you devoted your you, time. Nothing was really handed to you. Like you literally fought and went everything, and you experienced it, and you did it yourself, which is really impressive, yeah, man. Like, I, I'm, I'm very happy and honored, like to have you as a friend because. You're a perfect you example. You're saying that. too much. No, I, I I appreciate that, man. But you never do anything by yourself, man. No, it starts from get, your parents too. But you like, gotta be committed yourself too. You know what it know? is? It's you said it the best. It's the work. Yeah. People aren't willing to put in the work for anything, man. Like I'm not a multimillionaire, like, no. but I'm happy where I'm at. I'm, I put in time on if I if I put my like I decided to learn the guitar like three years yeah. ago. Yeah. You know? Which I've heard you play, man. It's, it's amazing. It's see, it's not amazing. If you consider that I put in like hours and hours into it for over the last three years, I'm not half as good as I should be. But if you put enough time into anything, you'll be good at it. So it's sure, not really sure. amazing. That's like true. you hear me play, but you haven't been there when I've been practicing for no, hours a day by sure. myself. You just see the but with part. the little time you have, like from let's say constantly working or working on projects, you have your family. You have a child now, like you know, it's it's, it's a lot of work. Everybody it's has impressive. time. Think of it this way: like most of our friends, they yeah. smoke, right? Yes. And I I told this to one of my friends. Like we were working, he'd always be outside smoking, always be outside smoking. Like man, how do you have time for all this stuff? I'm like, well, think about it this way: you smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah. That's forty cigarettes. Every time you go outside, it takes you about five minutes to smoke a cigarette. You have a coffee. You spend about like two hours a day smoking cigarettes. You think about that, man. That's a lot of time. <laughs> that's two hours a day that you can spend an hour of it learning to play an instrument, an hour of it going to the gym. So it's it's not really like you you have the time people have the time it's how you choose to spend yeah, that time you're right. you're, that's being very constructive definitely with your time but i'm uh, that's crazy that you actually look at it like that and you actually make the time for it because some people like let's say if I, me for example if i'm in your situation you're constantly working and you put in crazy freaking hours sleeping late for example like you i you, i would think like i would, I would i'd be kind of tired or being lazy and not to do it but like you gotta have kind you of the have passion to do everything that you do you have to do it because you like it like the exactly. reason i got into even playing the guitar is i'm a big time pink floyd songs uh pink ah, floyd fan so i'd hear their songs i'm like okay I've, I've listened to it i'm a fan like how else can i experience it i was like Imagine being able to play a Pink Floyd song. And that's actually how I learned. My, I didn't go into like chords. I didn't go into like the basics of learning it, like learning the, the alphabet. I was like straight up went to, I decided I'm going to learn how to play Wish You Were Here. And that's how I learned how to play guitar. I knew how to play a full song, but I didn't know any chords. 
Like you don't even know the notes. Do you know? I don't know the notes. So basically, like I can write an essay, but I didn't know the alphabet. You know what I mean? Wow. It was kind of like that. But that that was my way of learning because, like you said, I would get bored if I had to sit there and just practice chords. I wouldn't do it. But I started playing. I was like, okay, it doesn't really sound like the song. And then after like three months, I was playing the song. I was like, oh, this is freaking That's awesome, really man! So and then you learn another song, another song. You get to a point where you can't learn it anymore because it's hard. So. You learn a different one. I'm always yeah. switching up, keeping myself interested. And that's, that's that's what works for me. I mean, there's people that are, I'm going to go by the book, but find what works for you and do it. 100%. But like, besides the guitar, for example, like, is there any other hobbies that you do or you enjoy on your little time you get like in between? I, I, play, I play soccer every Wednesday. So that's been in me. I'm a soccer fanatic too. Yeah, you when you were younger, that's you used another, to play, I, right? That's another thing. When I, if I really like something, I get into it like from all angles. Like, like I used to play soccer, so I was like, okay, I'm a soccer fan. I've played soccer. Yeah. I coached. I was like, let me get into coaching. I wanted to see the game in a, in every possible perspective. Sure. And then I was like, forget it. I'm going to become a referee too. So I was a soccer referee for a few years. When I was going oh. to college, I was refing on the weekends, making good money. It was like cash How money. How was that? Because like, I see professional videos on YouTube where the referee is getting beat up. <laughs> That's right. So I was like, okay, I've seen it from all perspectives. And I was like, let me see it from the worst perspective. Yeah. I love the game so much. I want to see it from that. It was, yeah, it was, it was, you'd go, people cussing you out all the time. <laughs> they don't know the rules and they're getting mad at you. You have to keep your cool. But it was, it was cool, yeah, man. It was an experience. Yeah. But like, okay, so, so. But again, like, do you do you do other stuff? Like, so you do the guitar. Do you so you play soccer on on Wednesdays? You say soccer is like fun. It's just like fun with the guys. But a lot of things. I watch a lot of TV too, man. Like, I'm not like any uh, particular I'm shows like this, or I'm like a Shark Tank. Okay. One of my favorite shows. That's nice. I've been hooked on. Uh, I watch a lot of documentaries. Sure. I don't really. I'm not into movies and like TV shows, like yeah. kind of BS shows. I, documentaries, I'm a nut for. I, I'll wa sit there and watch. The 30 for 30 ESPNs are freaking like world-class oh, documentaries. Oh, yeah. Is that like when they uh, do like uh, special interviews with like professional athletes and stuff? Yeah, like but the storyline, the way they write those, is so like you could just watch them back to back. And then lately I've been hooked on Chef's Table. I've watched every... Oh, it's uh, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've put it to my mind. I want to I wanna become a Michelin, Michelin star, star chef, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like after I'm like 50. I don't have time right now, but that's, I'm gonna, that's on my you bucket even, list. Look, you Adam went to freaking culinary art school. Do you really even need to go? I mean, you to get the basics, I guess, but well, like you could learn doing it. You could, but way. school, school, yeah. man, is important, man. People think like you can do no school like that setting when you're kind of forced to and you have other people, like-minded people. School is important. Oh yeah, because you're more productive. Because if you practice it at home, I guarantee you'll do at least forty-five percent less than what you will do actually there. Because like you said, you're forced to do it. And uh, you did mention the guitar thing. Do you have plans to put, like make a little studio in your new home? My my second unit and my I, I built I'm building a guest unit yeah, yeah, in my yeah. house. It's a full on guitar studio. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. That way I can just have a place. <laughs> but are you gonna make it just a studio or like let's say for it's your like, work as well? Like man cave kind of. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's a studio, but it's also my office. It's gonna be like a home office. Nice. So yeah, a good place to go because I play both acoustic and electric. And the electric, if you don't have a space for it you, it's really hard to practice oh, yeah. it's loud and you need to have all your like amplifiers and everything hooked so up so you, you probably have to put like uh, I'm soundproofing the whole room I'm building it yeah, like, yeah, a, nice. like a studio nice, nice. that's Sounds incredible maybe you guys can come do the podcast there well, I'm down <laughs> we'll record you playing yeah. your Pink Floyd song so no, yeah we, we gotta we should do it that's actually a good idea we gotta do like a recording session like that that'll be nice Greek theater I'm gonna be playing at the Greek theater in a few years <laughs> that's the future 100%, goal that that's my not. goal Play a little cut. But is there? Let me ask you a question because I know you're very picky when it comes to your projects. For example, very picky. Is there anyone that 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 always just sparks interest, or is it that you like your niche of like, let's say the the car washes or some residential properties? It's 
the niche, yeah, it's, you know what it is? It's your client is very important, man. Like it's a marriage. When you start working with people and you start doing the construction part yeah. of it, design build, you're going to be with these people for years. And yeah, like sure. the niche market, when you get into it, like custom restaurants and houses and stuff, those, a lot of those people are like repeat clients. Like I, I don't have a website. I don't do business cards. It's one of my things. It's so like yours is just either word of, yeah, just word of mouth or yeah. I should have a website to show a portfolio of the work, yeah. but I don't, I'm not, anywhere we go, the people ask, you have a business card? I'm like, I just left them. I don't, I didn't bring You're anything, but I don't do it because you don't want, it's, it's all word of mouth. Like, for example, when we work doing those custom projects, no one's going to go online and Google us. A serious client that's about to spend a lot of money or do a custom project like that, they want to know that the guy's done the work before and they'll usually ask someone that's worked with you before. Sure. That's so the best way. That's how it's all word of mouth for us. Yeah. So, uh, the, I guess the benefit of having your website is not for, uh, customers to contact you directly, but I guess it could be a good way, like to show your portfolio. Yeah, like it's more, it'll be more for me, honestly. Yeah. It'll be, I've been, it, it says coming soon. It's been saying that yeah. for like oh, okay. five years. I have to get around to it, <laughs> but it was like school. My degree project, for example, I still haven't made a portfolio of it. Wow. Yeah, so wow. I haven't. I've, it's done once so it was you've finished. You've worked on like amazing projects. I feel like if you were to actually make the website with a gallery, like it would be very impressive. Especially, I feel like for your, like a young, your younger age. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it's it's yeah, we've done interesting work. It's, it's gotten to the point now where we kind of choose who, the projects we want to do. Sure. We're past that stage of having to do stuff just just to get your name I'll out there. Like the sacrifice and the free everyone. work, or oh, yeah. Yeah. The free work was worth it, but you got to, man. Like, if you're not willing to sacrifice, you're not going to get anywhere. Sure. No, for sure. But you have to have, like, I, I work in five-year plans. It's never, like, like, I'm joking about the Greek theater, but I'm kind of not, man. I'm gonna <laughs> oh, that's <a laughs> I'm, amazing I want goal, to, man. man. Like, well, why, why set, cut yourself short? Like, 100%. have a goal, and I'm, uh, I am joking about it, but, like, why not? You got to yeah, set up okay, your five-year plans and don't rush to it. It takes time, man. Like, don't be like, I'm going to open, I'm gonna start this podcast and it's going to be a hit. But no, yeah. you're going to go down, you're going to go down, but don't stop. Just keep doing in. it, keep doing it, keep doing yeah. it until... That, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's a, the best way of, I think, so looking at it. So we already know two of your goals for long-term. <laughs> Play guitar. And, and then, a Michelin star uh, And then Michelin star restaurant. One, one star. I don't want more than that. <laughs> it's too much pressure. <laughs> well, you've designed, you said restaurants already. Wait, didn't you do like a... Well, Did you do that lounge also? It was a lounge or a bar? Uh, I got into it. Yeah, I was opening up my own bar. It was a few years ago. It was the Five Line. It's in Eagle yeah, Rock right yeah, now. Yeah. I came up with the concept, the design, everything. Um, I got lucky I got out of that. Because uh, I've talked a lot of people out of the restaurant business. A lot of friends. People think it's the worst, worst thing to get into, man. Like It's hit and miss and it's a lot of risk. You, people who typically get into the restaurant, if you're getting into the restaurant business and hoping that's going to be like your, your ticket out, your yeah, you're going to be a breadwinner with that, it's, it could be a shock. You can lose everything. So restaurant, most like 95% of restaurants fail. So it's usually people that have a lot of money put into it and you got to be willing to, to spend money and be okay with completely more. losing it. Wow. Be okay with spending 2 million bucks and it that's goes crazy, to waste. Man. So yeah, restaurant business. When I got into that bar, it was, we had partners and everything. It started getting too much, and I realized like I'm gonna have to be here all the time, especially like a bar which open late. Yeah. I was like, man, this is gonna take away from the architecture and everything. And we sold our share. Okay. Came out of the restaurant like two, three months before it even opened. But is yeah. is is that is it still uh, open? Oh, the place uh, is yeah. open. Yeah, it's in Eagle Rock. It's in Eagle Rock. It's the a pretty cool been, bar. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, we would, uh, they it's, do events Was it, it, was too, it right? that one that was, it's two stories, right? It's the, our second floor was going to be our office. So it was a good setup. I was going to have my architecture office up there and then the restaurant downstairs, but 
I got out of it quick, man. I was like, no, this is not. This is gonna be a bad well, idea. Well, I think you made a definitely good move because uh, first you have more freedom a little bit because you could work around your schedule a little bit, even though you, I'm sure well, you have to visit more, your site. Well, he has more time to put into it. Actually, his architectural actual initial time, man. Everything's career. about your time, and it's all. You can't be a half-ass anything. You can't yeah. be like, oh, I'm just gonna be a part-time restaurant owner. Either you know you'll you fail. Commit, so I've yeah. noticed that like you 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 gotta commit to something. Do one thing or a few things and do it really good. Don't try to spread yourself thin and. That's how our construction was, like our, our the design and build company. We we went to a point where we were working on five, six different projects. People tell me all the time, like, why don't you just hire more employees? But the example I bring up is like the Mi Piaci restaurants. It's a super successful restaurant in Pasadena, uh, right across the street from Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Mi Piaci is probably one of the number one restaurants in Pasadena. They opened up two more locations. Those two completely failed. They lost a lot of money. The reason why that one that's successful till today and it's doing great is because the manager, who's the owner, was there all the time, meeting and greeting the customers, having drinks with them. So people went for that. It's a personal. So you can't recreate that environment somewhere else. So if you're doing custom work and you're in a niche like market, it's you can't replicate that so easily. So that's why I've kind of narrowed it down to a few things that I like to do, and I'm doing certain projects, picking and choosing projects, and focusing on it. So. The second I'm not involved, it's not going to be the same project. Sure. No, of course. But do you it's feel like, uh, especially in LA with the restaurants, uh, that you're more likely to fill is, is it because of that reason? Does competition have something to do with it it's overall? competition and it's it's hard, man. It's really hard to put your finger on it. So you'll see places where people try different restaurants and the, lo- the location matters too. Like you can be like 50 feet away from the action and sure. it just, you're 50 feet too far. You know, you're not in the right spot. It's, it's, that it's, makes it's a hit big and miss. 100%. It's hit and miss. Uh, there, that's, a, that's, a tough, that's the thing I don't, I, I agree with you. Like restaurant wise, like, if you really have to commit there and just be there constantly, like I don't know if it's like worth it, because then it kind of feels like you don't have a life, like you can't even take a vacation. I mean, a lot of jobs are like that, but it's it's uh, willing to put in put in the time, the sacrifice, and also, and it's not everybody that fails, but you just have to know what you're doing once you get into it, because you're dealing with like food, that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, that thing could get old. It can like people might not like it. The opposite of it also is like you can always make it better. Like when you're a chef, you pre- it's almost like an architect too, right? You're sure. creating a dish. You're coming up with like an idea. You present it, and if yeah. it's not good, you can change it. But in a building, that's the scary thing about architecture. Is like if you screw it up, it doesn't look good. It's gonna be built, and it's not gonna look good for like 75 years. <laughs> so you better be sure what you're doing. But that's, that's crazy though. But like even though, see, I, I like the fact that you pick and choose too because. Uh, ma- like majority of the stuff that I've seen you do, like it's always been legit, like either the building or like the express car wash. I saw the actual pictures and demo of it and it was, it was really nice, man. Like it, I've seen other express car washes and it, yours really, the work you guys do just stands out. And I see why you do the whole word of mouth or referral thing. It, it, it makes way more sense. So besides just softwares, and I, I see this, I, I've seen 3D modeling, like you, you actually physically build like a small model. Does that Yeah, have, that's part of the architecture. That's, is it like a concept where it's always used for every project you start, or is it... No, like the building models is a big, big part of like, I've done projects where it all started from just a model. Sure. Physically seeing it and building it in, in and actually when you start building it in the small scale, it's kind of like how it's going to get built in real life. So if you notice something's not working out in a model then for sure it's not going to work out when you're actually trying to build it, you know? So the model is always the physical representation of your idea. Like the way architecture is, it's called the party. It's a French word. We always had it. It's like the big idea, the main idea. It applies to everything in life, you know, like what's your goal? So you you have this main concept, this idea, and then you build around it. So everything you're doing in the project is always referring back to that. That's a good project where like even like the placement of your windows somehow ties into that party. 
So that that concept it becomes an idea, and then you make a physical model, and then it's a representation of that idea. But we always had to make physical models. It's a big, big part of architecture. Wow. One of the most Incredible. important parts of architecture. Uh, just seeing those models, and uh, I, I appreciate art. It's 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 awesome. I want to build fun. those every day, and I'm not even in architecture. That's incredible. I I was just curious, like uh, like you said. So that's uh, that is often used, and it's also. Do you feel like that's something that you could build and actually present your um, client client, and they'll have a better basis, or is it just mixed? No, with- they get excited about physical models. Like. You'll see them in all the time. Every single major architecture project has a physical model. And now they have like 3D printing. Well, not now. They've always had it. But you can 3D print like crazy yeah, shapes. And you make and a 3D stuff. model in the computer and then they print it. It's, they, there's some really, really super expensive architecture models. It costs you like literally a couple hundred grand. Wow. They'll spend on like a big museum projects. They'll easily spend 100, 200 grand on a model. Wow. Yeah. But the, the, well, so you would have to buy that printer for that, I'm guessing. Well, there's companies that do it, but because oh, yeah. you have a, you have a, again, it's that's a whole different niche. There's companies that just do modeling. And there's companies that just saying. do renderings. It's sure. just you gotta know what works for the project you're working on or what's uh, budget-wise. I'm sure. Budget, of course. Yeah, if you're not gonna... building a museum, then they're spending yeah. like a billion dollars or whatever the case is, a couple hundred. But million. plus, you have that. It's it's not a waste of money. You have that model, and then like a museum, for example, you need funding, right? You need donations. Exactly. You spend two hundred grand on a model. You present that to possible. Uh, yeah, that would make a big difference. Invest donate right. into it and it sells the product, you know. Yeah, you're right. Because like, I actually realized this going to certain museums, you actually see a 3D yeah, model. Yeah, there is actually, and then they increase right? it. Yeah. yeah, they put it there. It That's stays amazing. as part of the. But it's that expensive, huh? Like it costs. Yeah, it. they can go that much. Well, it's time consuming too. But it's not that bad because uh, if you're spending again a couple hundred million dollars, yeah, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. It's it, yeah, it's, it's not going to be okay. Yeah, I feel like it's vital, so you need it. You need to do it. No, because, it, I, yeah, and then not only that, like, it looks like it's, like, the original idea. Like, it went from this little thing to an actual freaking museum or yeah. an actual building, you know? Sure. Those models you see at the end will typically be the final one, but there's so many process models. You start with, like, little foam cubes, just getting the form together, and then it, because it's faster to work in model. Yeah. When you're in the computer, it's a lot more precise. So you can get caught up in that precision. Like measurements and everything. building stuff, putting it together yeah. and getting a getting a concept, an idea, and, like, massing you know, just the scale of stuff. Like, yeah, why yeah. is a building 18 feet tall and not 20 feet tall? Because maybe at 20, it looks too tall. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta start working with it and getting the form and the mass and all that. And then you can start getting into the detailing. Wow, so uh, ju- if you were supposed to like put it down, what are the, and let's make this brief, like make it in words or sentences. What steps do you take to just take a project like from uh, an idea. Well, like how do you st- start what are the simple like things a new like project? Do, I guess, well, what's uh, your like I said, it's the party. It's the okay. idea. It's the okay. main big idea. That's what it all starts off with. There's certain projects that are more like um, practical. Yeah, For sure. example, the car wash projects, What I like building them. I don't necessarily like designing them too much because it's, it's a lot more technical, like how the parking works. And that's cool too, like how the handicap accessibility is going to work, the number of parkings, where you're going to orient the uh, building to maximize the size and the spacing of the car wash. So it's all, it's all technical. There's sure. not, I'll be honest, like the creative aspect of it kind of gets lost. But when you're doing a custom house, for example, you get back, it's the complete opposite. You're always into it's that. It's all like, art. Yeah. yeah 100%. Again, everything has to have that idea, but it all starts from that idea. Does it vary? Like doing different car washes, is it pretty generally similar or is it different you anything even houses once you've done them a few times once you've designed there's certain parameters you you set for yourself sure so you don't have to kind of 
reinvent the wheel every time. There's certain things that work. The main basis. There's is certain like, like yeah. certain spaces need to be next to each other for it to function properly. Like sure. You don't want your kitchen like on the other opposite end of your garage because you come out with your groceries, you don't want to walk across the house to get there. So certain practical aspects of that help you in terms of the design. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually a good. And the uh, one thing I realized is I believe Ralph's like the supermarket generally has a similar idea. But when I was working for Gelson's Market, each one of their locations was different in some way. And that's what I really like. Yeah, about you don't it. get that it, same It was not feeling. that same. Like when you go to Ralph's, usually the, 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 I, the general the, space the, is similar. It's similar, but you're right. The Gelson's is a little They're bit different. They're all different. It depends. Like I said, on the client, on the, the, the company, the brand, like franchises they typically want everything to look the same, same makes right, it easier right. for them more streamlined it makes sense money wise do they don't have to spend as much yeah the architects always designing the same thing so franchising is, is i've done franchises too we're like the big mamas and papas we're the franchise architect for a while nice so yeah every space is different in terms of the shape and the layout but they they want you to kind of use the same design parameters yeah and it makes sense because if somebody's like likes that restaurant that type of food and they go to another city and they see it they're gonna Exactly. Plus, they're gonna re they're gonna know that, and it's the same thing. I remember when I was working in Domino's, the main uh, company goal is to be consistent, and that's even if you're making the pizza, it has to be the same way at every yeah. Domino's. That's the difference between like that's why I kind of got away from that, the franchising and all that stuff. It gets kind of boring, and also it's it's like going back to the restaurants again. Like that's why I like that show chef's table. Like you'll see these. <laughs> You notice that those restaurants, there's not two of them. There's only oh, yeah, one. Exactly. There's no like two Michelin star restaurants that yeah. are like in different cities. I, there might be, but I haven't known, heard of them. It's always like that one. It's custom because that chef's there all the time. Once he's not there, it's not the same restaurant. Oh, yeah, so same, you choose. You can go that route, which is like the cookie cutter route, or you can go the custom route, which is more rewarding for me. Which I feel like in, in a field like that with a really known chef, like, you would have to go that route, so so you could attract those type of clients. They're, or, they're coming yeah. for that person. 100%. They're coming for the chef. They're not going there. For That's crazy, time. though. I I gotta actually visit one of those type of restaurants. I don't think I've ever been to. It. Is there? I any? never even followed up. I didn't even know about Michelin stars until I started watching that show. But I got all into it, man. Like, is there one? Like, I don't know. Does L A have any? L A doesn't have Michelin San, ratings. San Francisco, San Francisco does. does. Oh. L A. I think it's just because it's such a big market. Uh, they, they they've gotten away from it, but there's Michelin quality. Oh yeah. They I'll just don't have them. that Michelin. But San Francisco has a Michelin yeah. star restaurant. That rating is all BS, too, like stuff too, because it's like it's rated by critics. And going back to like people that we're talking about, the architecture teachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're a critic and you haven't owned your own restaurant, like your opinion doesn't mean crap. That's what I see. <laughs> like you're if right, you haven't bro. been there oh, on the date, like it's one thing to go sit there and criticize the food, but you make that food in 20 minutes under pressure. And make it look high quality, yeah. look good and taste Anybody good. Anybody can 100%. taste it and give their opinion. Yeah. Everyone's opinion. They look at it on in social media right now. Everyone's a, everyone's got an opinion. Oh, yeah. But whose opinion really matters? You know what I mean? No, like especially I think when, uh, when it comes to critiquing specific things, I feel like that person should have at least some type of experience in that field. Just pop, like just trying it out. I feel like it's nothing. You gotta like have the full experience, like either cook the f food run a freaking restaurant or like any of those like you gotta have the experience to be like okay you know what i know what it's like okay let me critique it the right way yeah. oh yeah you know, you but if you if, if you don't have the experience of either running a restaurant owning a restaurant cooking something like in a timely manner but yeah. also having nice That's presentation say, like it's a very stressful environment same thing with you well i remember when i was working in the field like you have like what is it 10 15 minutes for each ticket and then if you mess something up or you're late, the chef is breathing down your neck. Yeah. So 
you have a lot of responsibility. You really have to be passionate about these industries. And the people you work with makes a big difference. Of course. Yeah. If you have, and especially restaurant business is the same way. It better be a team effort or else it fell. Nothing. You can't get anywhere in life by yourself. No, there's, I've, I've worked with literally, going back to the restaurants, yeah. the things before I go on to that, I think like critics, critics are people that weren't good enough to do it on their own. <laughs> so they became critics. Because if you was good enough like to, to critique food that much, you don't always own a restaurant. But no, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Well, I got off topic. What were we talking about? Jesus, what was it? Uh, oh, oh, the uh, working with the right people. Yeah. like Oh, yeah. Uh, I've had clients literally, like billionaire clients. The guy was like literally worth a billion dollars. And I'll tell you, even those guys, none of them got to where they were on their own. You always need a, a good circle of friends around you. You At the hardest times, you need somebody to give you a little push. Sometimes I've wanted to stay away from projects. I was like, man, that's going to be too much to handle. And then I've had a friend be like, man, you can do that. You've done way harder stuff than that. And then that one little encouragement has allowed me to do it. And it could, it's, it, it's life-changing. If you skip that opportunity just because you were afraid to take it. And I've been afraid to take opportunities sometimes. You might not ever get it again. Sure. It's Honestly, there's so many people out there that you don't hear about that are better than the people that are like quote unquote successful now. Yeah. But they didn't have the guts or sometimes not even the opportunity to take it. That's true. And they, they didn't get there. Oh yeah, so fear crazy, is man. definitely a major uh, problem. You really have to Throw yourself out there. You got to try to be on the... Yeah, it is. Failure is the best thing you can do, man. Like my first house that I developed, and that's why our, like our company is like a development company. We want to develop our own projects, like yeah. own our own projects. I bought a house in Victorville for 270 grand while I was going to school. I used student loans to get the that's house crazy. with my <laughs> friend. Yeah, we were, we were, did some stupid shit. Like we got that house for 270, spent like 30 grand on it, got an offer from like a Marine government back loan to buy it for 340. We're like, no, man, this house is worth like 360. This was at the boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it went down, man. I ended up short selling that house for $115,000. Wow. So I've made some Jeez. real huge mistakes, but I learned a lot. At the time, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's but it didn't keep me from not doing it. I, I looked at it in a positive way. I'm like, okay, I know how to do loans now. I know how to get approved for loans. I know how to, the, the process of buying houses, the escrow process. I know not to be greedy was the main thing I learned. Yeah. You were going to make $40,000 in one month, like, and you didn't take it because you thought you could make an extra 20. We were we were kids, man. I was like sure. 22 years old at the time. That's I didn't crazy, know. Man. But now I know. So I look at the housing markets now. Having experienced it, I use that experience to help friends out. Like anybody who wants to buy a house, I'm the first person they call. Like come look at I've me. called yeah. you before, man. Yeah. I, and I like that, man. Like the way I see it is like if you're if you're traveling down a path and you know there's like quicksand on this, on this path yeah. and you see your friend walking that same path, you better tell him about it. That's your obligation. You can't be like, oh, let them find out on his own. No. So – all the mistakes I've made in, in my life, I've helped to, I've tried to help as many people as I can not to make those same mistakes. And you can do the same thing with other people. Like sure. it's, it's wisdom and it's experience, man. No, of course. It's just learning from that. Hopefully, like from all those experiences, you learn from them. Yeah. And That's you'll be surprised. You can learn from anyone, man. People think like you have to learn from big, successful, successful business people. No. Sure. Like, when I go to weddings or parties and stuff, I'm always hanging around with the old people. Those guys have wisdom. Just the sheer fact that they have more years under their belt, oh, of you'll, they'll talk about stuff. And especially when you get drunk with them, man, they'll open <laughs> up and start talking. I get so much of my like knowledge and wisdom from older people. 100%. Because, yeah. I mean, they've experienced life and the real ups and downs. Yeah. Like uh, anybody, man. Like it could be a guy that's like an everyday Joe, drives a taxi, a pizza delivery guy, anybody. Like a, a, one of your construction guys, workers. Yeah. Like if you take the time to talk to them, man, you'll, you'll learn, you can learn from anybody. So, uh, being our um, well architect and working in this industry, how many languages do you speak? That's a good question. I speak 
Armenian, obviously. Yeah. English, Chinese, and Spanish. Wow. Wow. Man, but Spanish, I'm pretty fluent. Chinese is like I was very good until I stopped. You know, it's like anything. If you stop practicing, sure, it's hard. It's like not every day you have a, a Chinese friend to talk to. But when I came back from China, almost all my clients were Chinese. So wow. I got, it was again referral basis. So I built Ma's house, and then his friends were all prominent Chinese businessmen. So I started working. Could with you them. actually like speak in sentences when I you? I was doing contract negotiations wow. with them. Wow! And the fact that you spoke the language blew their mind. They didn't even care after that. You were like on the, you were on good wow. terms. The fact that you took the time to learn their language and the number of languages you speak determines the, the number of people you are. Like when I go to Spain, I'm a Spaniard, man. I'm not yeah. Armenian anymore because I speak their language and they yeah. look at you a whole different way. And like LA, like you have to learn Spanish. For me, that's how it was. I took four years of Spanish in high school knowing that like more than 50% of the population is Hispanic. Yeah. So you're going to be interacting with these people and you can't have this mentality, oh, you got to learn English. No, man, why don't you learn their language? They'll 100%. respect you so much more. Like my of employees, course. 10 out of my, uh, nine out of my 10 employees are Hispanic. Some yeah. of them don't speak English very well, but the fact that I speak their language, they have a whole different level of respect for you. Because you took the time to learn their culture, their language. And plus, it's fun, man. It's being oh, able course, to speak different languages. I can talk smack about you. You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I did that. I did not talk smack. But, well, at first, I was sneaky. Like, we'd have meetings with the Chinese clients. I didn't tell them I speak Chinese. So I'd hear them, like, talking about numbers, negotiating stuff. And then I told them. They were kind of pissed at first. But I was like, hey, you never asked. Yeah, that's true, man. No, but that's, that's a good point, Yeah, man. so I was like, I'll find out if this guy likes us or not. If it's good. You were smart. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like smart. a sneaky. I was cunning, let's see. So what is your website? Because ultimately, you're going to make – you have your uh, website. I, it's just, email is the best way. It's okay. DD. Cpon. Design and development. So cponddd.com. Okay, so it's S I P. I promise after this podcast, I'm gonna focus on, on that. the yeah, website. Before before it. Greek theater, it's website. Yeah, oh, yeah. make it. So <laughs> it's just a gallery technique. I right? have it all, and I do graphic design. I do logo That's design. Crazy. I've done a lot of logo designs too. Oh, you saw, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I do a lot wow. of logo design. Then those two, I I don't necessarily do it for pay. I'll do it for for fun for like friends i've done yeah. a lot of the restaurants i've designed i've done their logos oh no yeah. way man that's sick it's fun once you start doing like creative stuff it's it all goes that's there. how architecture school was not only design the stuff you'd have to yeah. present it like in a presentation board and the presentation was all graphic design wow so do you have anything to say for uh uh up upcoming students that want to uh, pursue this field it's the, it's the honestly i think it's the best profession in the world it's number one in the world for me but you have to like it. It's got to be partially in you yeah. to, to be able to want to create and design. It's, it's, you can learn certain things, but it's hard. Like you, you can't learn to become a musician. You have to like music. Yeah. You know, put in the time to actually Put in the time because if you don't like it, you're not going to go through five years of hell. Well, and uh, do you think do you think like uh, also let's say if the if you just come out of college is it better like for for you for example you went the route of doing it on your own uh, do you think it's better just to try it on your own to learn more it's or it all depends on the people man like even on my own when I say on my own I had support man like I had something to fall back on like my dad and my mom helped me out a lot like yeah. if I was like like when I was doing that Victorville house I was short on money my dad helped me out but at the same time he I could tell he was like this kid's an idiot for doing this but he let me do it he let me make the mistake oh, that, that's really good Screwed man. the hell out of my credit and everything but he let me take it on experience. it was a crazy experience but now now i know so now I, I can look at a house look at the value and tell you how much you're going to spend is it worth spending you know from that's the a developers big thing the instant, yeah but it's it's instant now but it took 14 years of losses and mistakes to get there so do you want to go that route is one thing do you have the support and help from other people yeah, to go that route sure. too it's, you got to be blessed, you know. No, so nothing is on your own. No, that's true. Wow. Sipan, thank you so much for joining us. This wow, it's over? 
It was incredible, right? We could go <laughs> for a second sick. session. This but was incredible. Thank you so much. We got you, you know what? When you awesome. make your studio, we we'll do a session. This was part one. Yeah, yeah for and sure. This was part one. We're definitely sure. gonna do another session, and we're gonna do put, put some guitar in that now one. Now you I have think. three All goals. Right. Three goals. Website. Guitar and the Michelin, Michelin star. star. Yeah, man, definitely. In that order. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, thanks awesome. again, thanks, guys. Sipan, thank you for coming. We will definitely have you follow up. Everyone, again, subscribe, like, comment. If, if, comment. Everyone, again, feel free. Comment. On our, Instagram, like it, on our Instagram, on our Instagram, there is an email link, so you can click on it. If you have any advice, if you have any opinions, feel free. Uh, if we think we should have any type of uh, different type of guest, let us know. Again, yeah. thank Keep you up, very guys. much. This is good. I like what you thank guys you, are doing. Thank you. Thank you, Super. Thank you, guys. Thank you, my Appreciate friend. Appreciate you. Thank you. Everyone, you guys have a good night. Have a good weekend. Take care.